Hello and welcome once again to your NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name's Chris Kennedy, joined in the studio by Don Brock to bring you all the Round 23 uh, teams talk as far as fantasy is concerned. Don, we're almost, almost to the finish line. In the home stretch, yeah. Last few weeks, um, you know, congrats to everyone who's still in the running to win their leagues. Most teams are out of the running by now. Uh, a lot of turmoil off the field in the NRL with coaches <laughs> moving, maybe leaving, who knows. But uh, apart from one big out for me this week, uh, it's fairly smooth sail- sailing, I think, in Fantasyland. Yeah, we'll talk about Tamalon a bit later. A bit of a blow for quite a few teams, but not too many dramas otherwise. Let's get cracking on the, um, the big Thursday night blockbuster Broncos v Rabbitohs. Broncos looking more than a little bit shaky and actually still in with a legitimate chance of dropping out of the eight if the Tigers keep winning. Um, they won't have it too easy on Thursday against the Bunnies, who no doubt will be looking for a bounce back after getting um, edged out by the Roosters last weekend. Broncos, uh, fantasy-wise, uh, they've got a few changes, a few little uh, reshuffles, I guess, the talking points. Uh, Pangai uh, starting at second row, if anyone's uh, still running with him. He's uh, a little bit up and down, but producing some good scores. Um, Isaaco is probably still in a, a few teams. Um, and Matt Lodge in some uh, some rare fantasy form. Yeah, Lodge in really good form. This is a massive game in general for the Broncos. As you say, they're in eighth place. The Tigers are on the heels. Um, huge game against the Rabbitohs, who were league leaders uh, not too long ago. Um, yeah, Lodge, 83 last week. Um, in the last few weeks, he's been really good. Uh, mm. Coming off the bench, I think, usually. Gets named to start on a Tuesday, then gets bumped to the bench, and yep. then scores really well in fantasy. I don't know if anyone still has him. A lot of us did at the start of the season, but, um, you know, kudos if you do. Uh, the other forwards did pretty well last week. Um, McCulloch was solid. Offing Gowie got 56. Pango Jr. got 54. So those guys are all, you know, around keepers on their day, but don't know if they are quite up there with the elite uh, scorers. I don't think I have any Bronx in my team these days. You? Uh, no, I don't think so. I had a, a bit of a run with Matt Lodge, as most of us did at the start of the year, and did quite well with Pengai through the, the middle of the year, but they're both gone now. Both rely, um, certainly recently at least, on uh, on a few tackle busts to get those big scores. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if the um, the Burgess-packed Souths team might um, shut those down a little bit. Yeah, what's your prediction for this game? It's a weird one. Normally you'd go you know, Rabbitohs for sure, but and especially with all this, you know, Wayne Bennett speculation. Yeah. Bennett's got a press conference on, you know, as we record this right now, um, responding to talk that he could be on the outer at Brisbane. Responding to allegations he had a rival barbecue. <laughs> exactly. That's that's where we're at to these days talking about uh coach barbecues. But um yeah, so but it's a kind of a Getting close to a must win. They've got the Roosters next week. If they lose these two and the Tigers win one of their next games, which is a big chance on their current form, then they, it comes down to a probably a must win against Manly in round 25, which, you know, they should win, but mm. you know, coming down the wire. So, uh, And Souths do have a few injuries themselves, so it's a, it's a winnable game for Brisbane. Yeah, it's more... I mean, Souths, it's their back line that's mm. been hit. Um, they lost Alex Johnston last week to go on top of Greg Inglis, who's still out, uh, Robert Jennings, who's still out, Campbell Graham, who's yeah. at least one more week away. So it's a, a patched-up back five for the Bunnies, but there's still some good players in that back five. Um, it's certainly a long way from being their their top string. It's almost their, their second-string back line, but the rest of the team is pretty much close to full strength. Their halves are really good. Damian Cook, uh, even though he's well-contained last week, uh, has been the, the player of the year, and you know all the Burgesses plus you know Sutton and Crichton in the the second row. So I think I'm tipping South to bounce back in a big way. I've been quite unconvinced by Brisbane. I think this could be a big South win. Yeah. 
And Cookie Stew after we talked him up. Yeah. Uh, hugely last week. And then obviously he came back with a sub-50 score. Uh, turns out Cameron Smith was a better captaincy option after all that by about 30 points. So um, he's due. I think he'll have a good one this week. That $1 million price tag. Yeah. Thought he could have got to last week. Hasn't happened. It could happen, but he needs to get a you know, 75, 80, 90 or something. But yeah. he's a player who, you know, he did that twice in the last few weeks. I genuinely thought worst case scenario last week, if you got the captaincy choice wrong, in the you know yeah. going for Cook and Smith outscoring would have been about fifteen points, like you said. It was about thirty points. It's it's a mark of how good Cook's going this year that forty seven is not just bad but almost a disaster. Yeah, and Angus Crichton is is pretty much where he was last year. Now I think um, yeah he's really picked it up. He started the season a bit quiet, like last year he was amazing in fantasy, but he's just about there as well. Um, scoring a few 60s, 66 last week. So yeah, he's one of those keepers if you need a new one in your back row. On that um, that patched up back line, Braden Burns, who's predominantly a winger playing at centre, Terrell Fuamayano, who's predominantly a second rower, and also just his second game back from a long-term foot injury, is the other centre, so that's a little bit of a weak spot and for them. Dan Gagler playing fullback as well is a bit different. Yeah, going from centre to fullback. Holmel Hunt, who's mostly a centre, playing on the wing, um, and Richie Kenner, who also had about, I think, better part of three months out yeah. um, with an injury. On the uh, on the other wing, so they're they're very much patched up. Adam Reynolds, who we've talked about quite a bit lately as being in very consistent form, um, was pretty well handled by the mm. Roosters last week. I think it was thirty one um, that he got, so it was a big drop down for him as well. And Sam Burgess, who I think was four or five fifties, then a sixty, yeah. um, had a whole bunch of errors. In yeah, his we'd been talking up how consistent he'd been recently, and yeah. then he was very inconsistent last week. So bad news for those two. But if they get some wins. They're the kind of guys who will score well, Reynolds especially. So, um, yeah, you know, if if as you predict they get a big win this week, then Reynolds should get back above fifty points. You'd, yeah, you'd think. My red hot tip for this week is Adam Reynolds and Damian Cook to score more this week than they scored last week. <laughs> you heard it here first. Safe bet. Um, second game, the Friday early game is uh, Manly hosting the Titans. Um, both teams with a few defensive frailties, although Manly didn't really uh, concede any points against the Dogs last week. They they have conceded quite a few this year. Um, Tommy Travojevic is, um, you know, he's had a, a couple of middling scores, um, even through the back end of the season, but he was absolutely on fire against the Dogs. Two tries, 72-odd points. Um, Daly Cherry Evans, who I desperately needed not to do stuff in most of my private <laughs> head-to-head leagues, did exactly the opposite. I think it was 74 and really brought me unstuck in a, a few private leagues. Um, Adam Fanua Blake, I don't know if I could quite recommend him as a fantasy buy, but he was uh, he was powerful. Yeah, they're another team that with uh, coaching dramas at the moment. Yeah, talk of Trent Barrett being uh, on the way out. Um, we'll see how that ends up. But yeah, fantasy wise, they the usual suspects all did pretty well last week. They got a win. They should win this week. Uh, Martin Tapao is another one who is named. There was a little injury doubt from the weekend, but um, mm. hopefully he comes through. Um, Manasi Fano is the one guy who was a bit underwhelming last week, but it was minutes right. He just didn't get back. Exactly. On. So his minutes had been really high. I went down to about forty minutes last week and uh, only scored in the thirty. So, but yeah, the the main guns are DCE, Tommy Turbo, uh, Jake Tapao. They're all doing pretty well. And against the Titans, as you say, they should score some points. These are two of the three, I think, worst defensive teams in the comp, along with Newcastle. So 
um, there should be tries on offer for, for both sides. You mentioned uh, Manasi Fanu's minutes down. Trent Hodkinson really took his chance in some extra time <laughs> on the field to rack up a, uh, a negative six score. Negative six, good stuff. Hopefully nobody owns Trent Hodkinson. <laughs> I've got him in draft, does that count? Oh, really? Yeah, he's not on the team, fortunately. Mm. Um, Titans, uh, Alexander Brimson, AJ Brimson was uh, in, he was just fantastic in defence last week. It didn't really convert to uh, a fantasy score. Uh, I think 20 he finished up with, which I think is his lowest score since he um, mm-hmm. came into first grade, but played really well. He's at fullback again with uh, Michael Gordon still out. I think I'm selling him this week, unfortunately. Um, elsewhere, Jai Arrow, um, not quite as good as the week before, but still a solid score, and his minutes are encouraging. Um, Ryan James, who I know you're a big fan of, bounced back with a, uh, a try and a, a bag of tackles. Yeah, it's a funny one because if he gets a try, he tends to not just get 50, he gets a huge score. So he yeah. gets 79 on the weekend. And he does everything. So his tackles were up, his tackle breaks mm. were up, he got a try. So when he does that, he looks like this world beater, and then he'll string it together a few 30s and 40s. Um, this is a game where he could get another try. Both these teams are capable of a few missed tackles. Um, yep. So who knows? But he's one of those erratic guys as well. So, you know, take the good with the bad. Don't rely on a 50 every week from him like you would from Arrow, who was just a little under 50 last week. Yep. Um, anyone else worth talking about in that Titans team? I don't think Not so. really. No, let's move on. Mm. Uh, second Friday game, uh, Storm v Eels. Uh, if you'd asked me a month ago, I would have said Storm will win this by 60 or 80 or 100. Um, the Parramatta Eels, we've determined, are the best defensive team in the competition since Origin. Since Origin? So over the past that six rounds... Remarkable. The Parramatta Eels have conceded the fewest points of any club in the NRL. How about that? And they were on the bottom of the table until last week. Yeah, so that 40-4 to win over the Dragons edged them up over the Cowboys into the lofty heights of the top 15. I mean, that, let's just pause for a moment. That They, they beat the Dragons 40-4 to last week. Jared Haynes back, scoring tries for fun. Yeah. You know, your team beat Lone Scout's team by one point. He was, have you had a better week of rugby league <laughs> as an Eels it's, fan? <laughs> it's been a, uh, a struggle of a year, but a few things went right last week. Uh, Got knocked out of a, um, a private league by a, a wide margin, having finished fifth, so that was disappointing. Yeah, but that's... otherwise, it was a, um, it's a pretty resounding week. Yeah. I guess uh, before we skip to the Eels, we should talk about the Storm, and it's pretty much as always Cameron Smith. 75 last week, he's in your team, I imagine. He's in my team. Yep. Will he be your captain this week? I think I'm going to stick with Cook because mm. I know if I jump off Cook and back to Smith, then Smith will get 50 and Cook will get 80 and then I'll feel silly again. Yeah. We pretty much decided, I think, last week to stick Just with Cook. stick with Cook. Occasionally yep. you're going to get a week like last week where Smith beats him by 20 or 30. But, but Especially these days where most are going with Cook week to week, it shouldn't mm. hurt you too much unless your opponent happens to be... A big Cameron Smith fan, um, but you know he's capable of doing that on any given week. Um, yeah, it could be anything this game. Yeah, I well, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah we, it, it could go back to revert to form and, and Storm get a, a blowout. But like we said, Eels have. You know, if you if you look at if you do a mini ladder, which I believe you've done mm. um, for the post Origin period, Eels are third, I think. Yeah, um, which is quite remarkable as well so it's really this you know in terms of recent form and I know there's obviously you know caveats around that but in mm. terms of recent form this is a top of the table sort of clash yeah amazing um, so yeah it could be could be a tight one through the middle so if you look at the Parramatta team that could you know you'd have to think Jared Hayne isn't going to just keep scoring tries for fun against the Storm and, and how good their edge defense is and their, their sliding defense and that sort of thing could be um 
could be good news for someone like Nathan Brown, who does a lot of hard work for the middle. If it stays close, he could get 80 minutes. He could make 200 metres and 50 tackles. Yeah, you'd expect them to try to give him as many minutes as possible to keep the uh, game tight in the middle. Um, Haynes, Haynes has been really consistent recently. I think his average yeah. is mid-50s in these last five games. Got 68 in the weekend. Mitch Moses got something in the 90s last week. Yeah, 92. Big runaway try. Um, yeah, they're playing like... You know, Eels fans would have wanted them to play from round one, but um, better late than never, I suppose. You just wonder how much Moses and Norman were getting in each other's way. I, yeah. I know they worked together well last year. Maybe that was just early days of you know Mitch Moses still sort of taking a back seat or mm. finding his way in the, the new team, but they just haven't worked this year. And I think Norman at fullback, where he's you know equally proficient you'd have to say as, as compared to the halves and bringing in someone like Jamin Salmon who's a reasonably big body and a great supporting player but also a, a rookie who's not going to probably overcall people and just letting Mitch Moses do his yeah. thing it, it worked really yeah, well definitely and, you know obviously the Dragons were really bad as well which helped Parramatta but yeah um, the Dragons are the flip side of that um, since origin ladder which uh, we'll get to in a moment yeah okay. that's, we'll talk about that in a second um, moving on to the next game it's the Panthers up against the Knights um, out there at Penrith 3pm on Saturday um, Penrith uh, I presume will be behind by 12 points <laughs> with 5 minutes to go and somehow win this one yeah a new coach didn't change their didn't uh, change habit it one of bit. comeback wins um, team wise not really much going well, on Maloney Maloney well, out yes. yeah this is the big talking point yeah um, Maloney has he made a lot of money through the middle of the year when Cleary was out um, he's been very much a sell since then just looking at some stats uh, last week Nathan Cleary I think was about 60 kick metres and Maloney over 100 something hmm. like that so um, there's a few more base stats that could be coming Nathan's way yeah definitely so Tyrone May replaces Maloney at 5-8 this week he doesn't kick the ball as much as Maloney does hasn't done a lot of, lot of kicking in his previous games uh, at 5-8 so Cleary should get through a lot you'd think they should have a lot of ball against the Knights I can see uh, Cleary uh, scoring well in a few ways um, so his prospects have gone up um, for the Army Kikau he's been playing 80 but his scores haven't been there mm. um, he could get a lot of tackle breaks against Newcastle there ranked last for defence this season so yeah their Penrith attacking players could mm. um, could cash in here could be a few conversions headed Nathan Cleary's way as well and you talk about kick metres I don't think Tyrone Peachy or Sione Cattell will be putting boot to ball too often either so we could be looking at 400 plus kick metres for Nathan depending on how the game yep. pans out not really fantasy relevant but Jack Hetherington have you followed his um, judiciary record after um, every time gets... he gets charged his loading seems to go up it's almost amazing. exponentially <laughs> He got a. It was a high shot last week. He would have, uh, had, would have been free to play. With would have been free to play if it was a regular player. But he had, you know, two similar prior offences, three similar offences. Mm. The loading bumped it up to two or three game suspension. Yeah. And he's only played twelve NRL games. He's gonna it's set some new record for suspensions. At quite this, remarkable at this rate. So hopefully he uh, avoids the high tackles from here on in. Could be a. Um you know, sort of one-on-one off sort of career, be three mm. in or three out, whatever, for the rest of the time. If he's not a bit more careful with his uh, his high shots. Yeah. He's um, suspended this week anyway. He's suspended this week, which uh, timely return of James Tamo for the Panthers. The Knights, um, Calum Ponga has been named. Um, currently looking like he's probably going to end up in that final 17, which um, I think we're all hoping he will because most of us have him and he can't help himself but make line breaks and tackle breaks and get 50-odd points a game. Yeah, so there's talk here they could have rested him this week with an ankle injury. It's the kind of situation... I mean, the Knights are playing for nothing, really, in the last three weeks. You don't want to 
uh, risk an injury to your young superstar. But then again, if he's fine to play, he'll play. So, yeah, fingers crossed there he comes through. Um, otherwise, Mitchell Pierce has still been solid, bounced back from that injury a couple of weeks ago, got 52, yeah. I think, last 52 week. 52 without really doing anything. Yeah. So that's good signs. His base, that's just really good every week. Yep. Um, Herman S.A.S.A., who I think we've touched on as a potential point of difference in the front row, especially with, you know, injury and form question marks over Tapao and Fafida and, you know, Alvaro out and, you know, props are pretty thin on the ground in terms of good fantasy players. So S.A.S.A. looking like a great point of difference for the run home. Six busts in that 69 as well. Yeah, excellent. He's uh, been really good recently. Um, Yeah, making a lot of metres, a lot of busts. So, again, probably will score around 50 a game usually, but, you know, if he can get the odd... Score in the mid sixties, then uh, yeah, he's into that keeper bracket. And is uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who can occasionally bust out eighty or ninety with a couple of tries, is he now a reliable player? Who even when he doesn't get those busts and tries, what do you have? Forty something tackles, forty six tackles last week. Yeah, so now he's starting to look like a bit of a Angus Crichton type, who can you know rack up the huge scores when he makes breaks on that right edge, but uh, also gets through a fair bit of um, defensive workload. So yeah, borderline keeper now. Um, I'm not sure what his price is going to be next season, but someone to consider as someone who could be uh, on the rise as a potential, you know, real gun in the years going forward. Absolutely. The um, second Saturday game, the Tigers and the Dragons out there at Leichhardt. I'm covering this one for NRL.com, and I absolutely can't Should wait. Be good um, Leichhardt Oval for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, media boxes, uh, rundown sort of <laughs> shack, but the. Um, the the venue itself is a great place to watch rugby league. Um, massive, massive game. The Dragons just desperately need to avert, you know, this slide that they're in, and the Tigers another win, and they're potentially going to be level with the Broncos on points mm-hmm. after this weekend, which makes things interesting over the last two rounds. Um, Tigers broke out to an early lead against Canberra last week, nearly got run down, but held on for a, an important win. Um, Moses Mbai scored one of the. Um, one of the more remarkable solo tries. He was pretty much tackled midfield and then beat half the team and, and scores. So yep. he bounced back to form with 52. Uh, SR Masters just can't stop pumping out scores. Um, Robbie Farrow was going at a point a minute pretty much before he got subbed off, which was a little bit annoying. But with um, You take 60. You take 60, absolutely. And with uh, Chris Lawrence returning, um, that pushes Jacob Little out of the 17, so mm. hopefully back up to 80 this yeah, week for true. Robbie, which is good. Um, not sure if Lawrence's return will affect Michael Cheekham, who um, has yeah, been going pretty well fantasy-wise. Um, what do we think about the Tigers? Yeah, Mahe Fanua is back, I think, this week from a broken arm yep. as well. Uh, kind of Not quite a keeper, averaged 35, I think, this season, uh, but has been pretty good. Um, yeah, so usual suspects, Farah and Masters are the reliable ones. Uh, Mbai, that's his first good score in a little yeah, while. Yeah, he was really quiet for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think it's just those base stats, as we mentioned uh, in previous podcasts, have dropped with the kick meters going, goals going uh, since you left the Bulldogs. So he probably needs a really big attacking play like that try. I think he had an assist as well, so um, can't really rely on big scores, but um, you can rely on Esan Masters and Robbie Farah. Yep, for sure. Dragons, it's just all going so horribly wrong. It's all coming apart. Stat attack going up on NRL.com might be live by the time you're listening to this, but um, the difference between the rounds 1 to 16 Dragons compared to the rounds 17 to 22 Dragons, their um, you know, defence has fallen in a hole, they're getting run through the middle, they're dropping the ball more, um, they're, they're kicking, they're giving away more seven tackle sets and they've stopped forcing goal line dropouts, mm. um, just Almost every stat category you can think of is just um, going completely the wrong way for and Dragons. And they've, they've gone from best to worst. Like, it's not just yeah. they've declined. They've dropped 
all the way down to the <laughs> worst team in the comp since uh, the end of round 16. So it is it is amazing. They're literally the worst team over the past six weeks mm. after finishing round 16 in first spot on yeah. the ladder, um, which is a huge worry. And now Gareth Woodup. Widdop's out. Uh, Kurt Mann gets the chance at 5'8", the head of um, Darren Nichols and Jay Field. Um, Ewan Aitken's still pumping out reasonably reliable scores, even though his team doesn't score tries anymore. Yeah. Um, Cameron McInnes was a um, maybe a tiny bit unlucky to be Sinbin, but the Dragons were giving away a lot of penalties early on. Uh, last week against the Eels, he finished with just 37. Um, otherwise, their forwards, who are already sharing around the points, now are getting less points between them yeah. as well. Yeah, so McInnes, um, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about that 30-something no. last week uh, for that reason. You know, this is the kind of game that... Yeah. The Panth- the, sorry, the Tigers usually keep it pretty low scoring, even though they miss a lot yeah. of tackles. So um, that kind of, you know, gritty game uh, suits a, a defensive uh, hooker like Cameron McGuinness, who gets through 40 or 50 tackles. Uh, ben Hunt, I don't know what he, his scores must have dropped. He, he was he was yeah. doing well there for a, a good patch in the middle of the season, but um, you know he needs wins and tries and yeah. Well, he's not really running the ball anymore. I think he got 35 last week. He should be a 50 point player yeah. reliably, especially with Widdop out. But on you're just worried about putting your, your faith in him given the the form that both he and the Dragons have shown recently. At, at Brisbane a few years ago, he was a definite keeper just with kick metres. Uh, mm. It was huge. He was the most expensive player in the game at one point, yeah, wasn't he? The most so, expensive half. So he could easily get back to something like that with Widabat. As you say, he'll be the chief playmaker in the next few weeks. Um, but ideally, the Dragons also turn their form around as well. And he sets up a few tries. It could start this week, who knows? But the Tigers have a lot to play for, as we've said, uh, in ninth spot. Um, so, yeah, this this is a really good game. Um and the dragons, even if the dragons lose this, there's going to be so many questions asked about mm. where they're at. They have been already. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a. It feels like a must-win for both teams. Absolutely. Quick reminder that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over one million dollars with Yui Rewards on offers like thirty dollars off Ticketek vouchers. Visit yui.com.au/rewards for more details. Now, the um, last Saturday game is the Sharks hosting the Cowboys. They've had some spicy clashes over the past few years, knocking each other out of final series and such forth. Um, Sharks got the uh, got the chocolates down there in Melbourne. They seem to be a little bit of a bogey team for the Storm recently. Um, Val Holmes has been close to the best wing fullback since about round 12 mm. onwards after a, an awful start to the year, and he's just still scoring tries for fun. Um, Andrew Fafita, down on minutes, down on... Busts and offloads last week, which is a bit frustrating, but I probably still wouldn't say he's a sell. He got, was it, 80-odd two or three weeks ago? Yeah, and he scored about a point a minute last week. Um, yeah. His minutes kind of a, a varying week to week at the moment. Um, so every chance he plays 60 and scores 60 this week. I wouldn't panic too much. Not much else really doing in that Sharks side. Gallon's going okay. Yeah, Gallon's going well. Uh, a few 50s recently. I think four 50s in a row. Yep. Um, the last uh, four weeks. So... If he's in your team, that's good. If he's not, is he one of those guys, would you consider him as a Tomalolo replacement? I don't know. He's not quite as explosive these days as Tomalolo can be. Yeah. I would be aiming for someone like a, you know, a Jake Travojevic or, I mean, it depends who you've got. If you, yeah. you know, Tomalolo only out for one week um, in this Cowboys team. John Assi had a name to start for him. I guess you probably only sell him if you think you're behind in a, a head-to-head and, and you're you know, going to have backups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, elsewhere in that team, 
I don't know, is there anyone? Cohen Hess managed, what, 32 points with a try in 80 minutes. In the Cowboys, yeah. Wasn't too impressive. Yeah, he was on track for about 25 or something, or mm. low 20s before he got that match-winning try. Uh, but, yeah, really, it's just Tom Lolo. Um So, yeah, most people have him. Hopefully yeah. you can survive. He's the most, most owned player in the game. He is, okay. Yeah. So Pong has dropped off with that injury. Um, yeah, if you can hold him, um, then do it. But, you know, it's sudden death. It's do or die, yeah. So. Head-to-heads these days, so do what you have to do, I guess. Um, otherwise, Jonathan Thurston's been getting 45 every week. He's playing really well, but doesn't really convert to big fantasy scores this yep, season. for sure. Um, the Bulldogs host the Warriors at ANZ Stadium 2 p.m. Sunday. Um, Dogs still got a few fantasy talking points. Lockie Lewis was a laid out with um, personal reasons. Dogs weren't really saying what it was, but he's back this week. Um, Reese Martin picked a um, pretty ordinary time to get his worst score of the year yeah. last week, unfortunately. Um, Will Hopper-Wadi's still reasonably reliable now that he's at fullback and getting those big run meters that he's used to. Otherwise, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. I think Martin will bounce back. His base stats are still good. He could get a few tackle breaks against the Warriors. I wouldn't panic too much. Was um, it 18 demerits or 16 demerits? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, missed tackles and um, uh, a few penalties, a few errors. Uh, hopefully, they score a few tries and he can kick some goals as well this week. Um, that's about it, I think, Bulldogs, fantasy-wise. Mm. Um, they, they, were in, they were in a pretty good patch of form there for a bit, the Dogs. Yeah. Last, last what week. makes the um, was it? It's only the week before last they had that big win over Brisbane. Yeah, wasn't it? I know Brisbane weren't great in that game, but it was surely the best Bulldogs performance this year. So to come back to earth with a um, pretty ordinary performance against a generally struggling Manly team, you know they had all the ball in the first half and just couldn't find any points, and they didn't help themselves at all in the second. And Manly just sort of, you know, didn't even run away with it. They scored enough tries to. Yeah, to shut the dogs and a out. tough game here against the Warriors team that's been really good away from home this season. Yeah, it's a weird a one, isn't it? They um, it's generally their Achilles' heel is mm. the, all the travel, but they've they've been really good away from home. The Warriors, um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek was just phenomenal last week. Was at three hundred and thirty-eight run meters and eleven yeah. bus, eleven tackle breaks. Yeah, huge. Um, he could do that again. Who knows? Uh, Sean Johnson as well. I think he's due a really big score. Hopefully, this is the week. It's disappointing. Last week, I was. Absolutely banking on him for a, a, at mm. least a, a decent score, if not a big one. I think he finished up with 42. Yeah. They didn't really run away with it against Newcastle. They yeah. kind of did what I need to to get a pretty comfortable win. Um, yeah, the Bulldogs are a team that could go with the way they could rack up a score against them or they could, you know, be held tight. But, um, yeah, hopefully Tulvasashek goes big again and Johnson, you know, gets mm. his groove back. Torhu Harris still not quite back after yeah. doing a second knee injury, but um, Jazz Tavanga there on the bench. He's been amazing. Yeah. For not that many bench forwards, well, I can't think of any other bench forwards this year who are, you know, hitting scores like that mm. all season. Um, when was the last time? I mean, James Graham, when he was a bench player initially, um, a years, a ago. years ago. Yeah. It's a while ago now. But they just kind of rev him up. On the bench in the first 20 minutes and then let him go and he makes you know 50 mm. tackles a week. So um, Real busy player. Yeah, really handy. Um, last game of the round, uh, Raiders up against the Roosters. This game could be anything. Raiders, one of the best attacking teams in the comp, can beat anyone on their day, can also lose to anyone on their day. Um, they've gone for Brad Abbey back at fullback. Um, seems like a good kid, but he's just had a, you know, a few wonky performances in his NRL career to date. They've gone for Kotrick back on the wing, Whitehead into the centres, um, Austin Williams, the halves. 
Um, that late partner edge is, is scoring some points. They're busting some tackles and, and scoring some tries, but I'm a bit worried about, um, you know, just form-wise for them. Um, Abby at fullback and, and Kotrick on the wing, and also Elliot Whitehead at centre, who's a great defensive player, but not all that mobile. Yeah, I guess they figure Abby's more comfortable at fullback. Kotrick uh, is a huge talent, but has played you know, all his career just about on the wing, uh, apart from a few games at fullback and a few at centre. So they put them back to where they're most comfortable. Kotrick's, I think, leading the comp in tackle breaks this season. Um, is he really? Yeah, ahead of Ponga and uh, Tedesco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he still hasn't been quite at his best uh, in fantasy, despite that. Joe Tapanay was at his best last week. Mm, yeah. During the 100 Club. I think he's the what, fifth guy to do it this year. I want to say fifth. A um, couple of tackle breaks. Good, well, everywhere, like you have to do to get 100. Yeah. Sorry, a couple of tries. A lot of tackle breaks, lots of tackles. I don't think he'll do it again this week, but, um, mm. you know, pretty good scorer. Yeah. Um, Lelu and Rapana, yeah, who knows? They, Could get anything. They, they've, from been, it. they've been pretty good in the second half of the season, as you said. Yeah. Um, the occasional big game. But the Roosters are a really good defensive team, probably the best defensive team in the comp. Um, they shut down the Rabbitohs pretty well. Uh, yeah, so hard to see them. I mean, I think, is it Lelu and Latrell Mitchell matchup in this game, which could be a good one? Uh, or am I just being hopeful? Lelu's right and Latrell's left. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. So that's the. Um, so it'll be Austin next to Leilua. Hmm. And that right edge has been a, Problematic. Little bit, a little bit leaky for Canberra in <laughs> so recent years. It could be good news for Latrell Mitchell. Um, I'm, I'm tipping a big game for Latrell, actually. The, that Raiders right edge has been, yeah, it's, it's been bad defensively. <laughs> it's been expensive, um, and there's been yeah. a lot of points go through there. It's cost them um, a few games. And that um, Roosters left edge, even, even with Kiri out, um, Cordner onto Latrell is is danger for Canberra, and I, I think Latrell could be looking at a, um, a bag of busts, and uh, and James Tedesco who can chime in on both sides could be in for a big one as well. Yeah, I think so. They're both in my team. They're both in most teams. I think, well, certainly the teams that are still yeah. in action. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed they both have a big one. Not really too much to talk about um, team wise for the Roosters. They got um, Hargreaves missing um, yeah. with a rib injury. Um, Napper back starting at prop, otherwise pretty much steady as she goes. And yeah, yeah. like you said, it's Latrell and Tedesco that are the, the big talking points yeah. for them. Possible future fantasy gun, Nat Butcher on the uh, bench this week. He's been a yeah. stat star in the under-20s, hasn't really done a whole lot in NRL yet. Uh, but um, yeah, the Roosters just seem like they're in uh, finals mode already and, and I think should take care of the Raiders in this one. Yeah, for sure. We'll um, have a look at a couple of questions. There weren't too many this week because I think it's that time of year where everyone's team's pretty much set and mm. the only real dilemma is, you know, if you get a Tamalolo thing, just, you know, if you need to sell and get the best player in yep. that you can. Um, first question does come from Andre Van Sluten who asks, do you think Cheekham still plays 80 with Chris Lawrence back? I don't know. What do you reckon? Well, I mean, they're the two starting second rowers. Um, every chance they could play. They've got Luke Garner on the bench, who's yeah. predominantly an edge forward, so he could come on for for Cheekham. I mean, there's every chance, yeah. Mm. Kind of impossible to predict. The Tigers have been happy to tweak things all season. Um, yeah, if Garner comes on an edge, then one of those two guys has to go off. I guess if Lawrence is mm. coming back from injury, he might be the one to sit. But, um, yeah, don't be stunned if Cheekham plays 60 
yeah. instead of 80, but uh, hopefully it shouldn't make a massive difference to your fantasy team. Hopefully, I guess replacing, effectively in the 17, replacing a hooker with a second rower, there's there's more second rowers to go around, yeah, so exactly. I wouldn't guarantee Archie Cam playing 80. Uh, Nick McCarthy asks, uh, it's knockout finals time. Should I trade Tamalolo with four trades left since I don't have a decent backup? If so, who would be the best trade-in? Already got Turbo to power Martin and Burgess. By Turbo, he probably means I think Jake. He means Jake. Jake Turbo. Yes. Um, with four trades and uh, no decent backup, I actually would be trading in this scenario. Yeah, definitely. I think four trades now is, you know, a lot of trades. What have we got? Three yep. weeks left. Um these are the kind of things you save a trade for is when a real star is out. So um, I think he has to go if you haven't got a backup. Um, so which guys are he miss- is he missing? Angus Crichton it's one of those second rowers who's yeah, mid-50s. The, um, the second rowers now. I mean, it's pretty much the, the best guy that you haven't got already. You I mean, know, that's Average it. scores. There's, there's no real, you know, recent form standouts. Um, Ryan James had a big game last week, but you can't guarantee he's going to get a try every week. No, exactly. Um, I think, yeah, probably if the guys that aren't named there, Crichton's probably the best one. And also, um, touched on him earlier, but Nathan Brown, yeah. if it's a, um, if the Eels can continue to defend well, this ends up being a, um, a tough middle game against Melbourne, which, you know, when they play a team who also plays well is what tends to happen. And, um, yeah, you could be looking at, you know, 40, 50 tackles from, from Brown and 200-plus and metres. Yeah, and he's, he's at least a really consistent player he'll score between 45 and 60 most weeks and that's a really handy thing to have in your team so yeah one of those two yeah brownie uh got an early shower last week with um with the eels a rare scenario for yeah. them but running away with a um a big win brad arthur could afford to give him a rest but i think if it's unlikely a, um, to happen against melbourne yeah i mean if they're down by 40 maybe sure. again but um yeah if it's a tight game i can't see brownie going off if they want to um you know, push for a win. And that actually brings us to the end of our questions, just the two this week. Have you got any trades planned? Uh, I don't know. I think I can sit Tamalolo in my uh, reserves this week and bring another guy in. Um, so probably not, but who knows? I get a bit trade-happy <laughs> by the time Thursday and Friday swings around. So, yeah, I think so. I've got um, three trades left. I cashed Lewis down to Jamin Salmon last week. has got a bit of bank to work with, so I can afford to go AJ Brimson straight to Jake Travojevic yeah, nice. this week, which I probably should have done in hindsight last week. I only would have maybe an extra eight points, given that Pierce was my... Um, my other player who would have missed out. So I think Jake Travojevic in for me. Um, You in a few finals, I assume? A few finals, yep. Uh, Still running in the uh, work office comp, which is good. Fingers crossed I can uh, (laughs) knock you off in that one. Still alive despite your crushing defeat last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It happens, it happens. Yeah, I'm in a few as well. So fingers crossed for everyone. Uh, Good luck with your fantasy teams. We've got all the the late mail up on NRL.com as always. The weekend preview video going up on Wednesday afternoon. Um, Steve Renoff and Joel Gould podcast on Wednesday. The Zach Bailey and Michael Chamis podcast on Thursday. Now your NRL, prove it. Enter the Yui Fan of the Week competition and you could win your rewards partner vouchers each round. Go to yui.com.au slash NRL fans to see how. Thanks for joining us.